Though Jesus was fully divine, he was also fully human. And as we have learned throughout this Lent about glimpses of Jesus' humanity, how he could be hungry, how he could be thirsty, how he could be tired, being led out to the cross had already pushed him to the limits of human endurance. He'd been awake for more than 24 hours. The only thing he had eaten in all that time was the Eucharist at the Last Supper the night before. He had been beaten at Caiaphas' house during the night. He had been scourged with the 39 lashes by the soldiers of Pontius Pilate. He fell three times carrying that cross. He was near death before they ever nailed him to it. And yet, as tired, as exhausted, as hungry and dehydrated and bleeding as he was, Jesus still struggled for breath on that cross, and he spoke seven times from the cross between the four gospel accounts. Two of those seven occasions, Jesus quoted the Psalms, and it may seem a little bit out of place for someone who's about to die, struggling to breathe, bothering to be having a Bible study, and quoting Scripture while he's dying on that cross. But Jesus needed them to understand that this was all part of the plan, not the plan of the Sanhedrin, the chief priests, the scribes, the elders, the scholars of the law, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the Romans, and the Herodians, the nine enemies of Jesus who joined forces in this plot to kill him. That's not the plan that Jesus was referring to. And quoting Scripture from the cross, Jesus wanted everyone who witnessed it and all those who would later hear about it to know that this was God's plan for our salvation. It was a plan that was set in motion more than a thousand years before these events came to pass. That is why Jesus quotes the psalm that was so beautifully sung just moments ago, Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That, that was written by King David, once again, 1,000 years before the cross. But what did David say? They have pierced my hands and my feet. They have cast lots for my clothes. That's something that never happened to David, but it was certainly a forecast of what was going to happen to his descendant, the king, the priest, the Lamb of God, Jesus the Christ. He needed people to understand as their faith was about to be shaken, this was how God planned to save us and to set us free, and at great cost, the life of his only begotten Son. The last time Jesus speaks in the gospel from the cross in Luke, he quotes Psalm 31 and said, Into your hands, Lord, I commend my spirit. I commend my spirit. What does that mean? Except that his life was not being taken from him, not by those who betrayed him, not by those who brought false charges against him, not even by those who nailed him to the cross. Into your hands, Lord, I commend my spirit. Jesus quotes that psalm to let it be known that his life was not being taken from him. He was giving it to God for us as a gift that with that cross he might break the chains of sin, Satan, and death forever and for everyone. That with that cross, he might use that humiliating, painful symbol of torture as a key to unlock for us the gate of heaven, to gain access for us to the Father's house and the place prepared for us at our baptism at the heavenly banquet. It was all the Father's plan. It's still the Father's plan that he will die, that we might live. He's asking us to live for him. And that is why here in these coming days, 
we are asked with Christians all over the planet and all throughout the centuries to walk with Jesus on that lonesome road to Calvary that one day we may share with them in his great victory. And now I would like to welcome our elect and our candidates for the Easter sacraments to join us for their final dismissal before they are received into the church at the Easter vigil next Saturday night. Please come forward.